Welcome to Get a Grip with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, hey, welcome to the Get a Grip podcast. Uh, I've got Claire Rogers on. We're going to recap a, a wild weekend and uh, and Lexi, uh, Lexi-focused uh, Saturday and Sunday. But before we get to that, I wanted to tell you about two things real quick. Uh, first things first. I'm going to be uh, a part of the broadcast for the Icon Series this weekend. That is uh, a whole bunch of celebrities. You know, Fred Couples and Ernie Els are the captains on the international side and the American side. But there's a whole bunch of, like, crazy celebrities like like Michael Phelps and Vic. Um, I, I mean, J.R. Smith. It is, it is a long list of kind of high-end athletes that will be competing in this kind of first iteration of the Icon Series. It's going to be on Peacock this Friday, so uh, make sure you check that out. You can check it out live. You can watch it, you know, after we finish or whatever, but uh, give it a look. I think it's going to be fun. Ten-hole matches. Uh, it'll be a compacted, you know, amount of uh, activity and uh, and back and forth, and so I'm excited to be a part of that, pumped uh, to get that ask, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It'll be Liberty National as well, so you'll get some very nice views. The other thing I wanted to tell you about before we actually get to the meat of the podcast is uh, the local company, Grunt Under Repair, that I've got going with Kate Smith. Uh, has our second drop uh, with our pals at Western Birch. This is a 4th of July drop, so some uh, some cool summer gear. I mean, a cool T-shirt, uh, a tank top. We've got tees. We've got a bucket hat, all with some different logos. we got a hot dog logo. we got a shotgun beer logo. We've got an SPF uh, sunscreen logo that I think you're going to be a big fan of. Uh, but check that out. I've got it on my Twitter account. You can go to westernbirch.com and check out the gear there as well. I, I threw the link on my uh, my Instagram as well. So a lot of ways to find that stuff, but it's going to be limited. So if you want to get some, make sure you go now and check it out because that stuff will uh, be gone when it's gone. And a big shout-out to our friends at Western Birch for that. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's just kind of some house cleaning before we get to the uh, the good stuff. So let's get to that right now. And on this Monday, we're joined by Claire Rogers of golf.com. You can follow Claire on social at K Claire Rogers, R O G E R S. Don't throw a D in there. Claire, listen, there's a lot lot of golf happening uh, over the last few days. We did not record after the U.S. Open. Uh, I was daddy daycare uh, with both the kids for the first time. Four days. I got through it, I lived through it. Uh, I survived. I had to. I had to WD from the Connecticut Amateur because a babysitter <laughs> bailed on us on Tuesday. So that was not ideal. But uh, I'm back, and and I was hunkered down over the weekend with all the golf, th- with all the stuff going on. I was going to let you kind of pick what you felt like was the main story, kind of coming out of the weekend of golf. Okay, so full transparency here. I will get into this later, but I was kind of dialed in at the Northeast Amateur. You had a job. <laughs> Um, so it wasn't until really yesterday afternoon that I kind of turned the TV on and really got down. And so what I did see, which to me stuck out was Lexi Thompson. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the women's PGA. I mean, I think that's where we have to start. And before we start with Lexi, cause I feel like we're going to probably spend multiple minutes on Lexi. Uh, we should probably give the champion a little bit of credit. NG Chun won her third major. Um, she has four total wins on the LPGA. I was kind of looking at her bio this morning. And a bit surprised by it. Four wins. Three of those are majors. Uh, three different majors at that. It was a. I know a lot of people have thrown this up. Justin Ray put it up yesterday on social about how this is going to be the weirdest wire to wire to win of all time. Shot 75-75 on the weekend to win a major. I mean, it, it was it was wild. She did what she had to do. And occasionally, Claire, and we've talked about this with, you know, kind of the Rory experience over the last few years. And some of these players that are looking for that first major is, there is potential at times where somebody gives it to you at the end. 
And I don't want to mm-hmm. say that was what happened here, but it was a little bit of what happened here. I mean, Lexi seemed to be kind of one hand on the trophy, another hand getting close to it. And then uh, Lexi did uh, the the Lexi step that we've seen over the last few years. Yes. Inji leading by seven after the first round. Crazy. Is unheard of. and But I kind of like that because I was like, you know what? She worked hard Thursday, Friday. She yep. kind of like took it a little bit on Saturday, Sunday, and it still worked. But also I'm thinking like, okay, I'm 27. She's 27. Three majors. That's insane. And and a little quiet. You know, I mean, again, you yeah. kind of think about her career and she's done a lot of work overseas and a lot of her professional victories are outside of the United States, which you kind of see a lot of these players. They kind of come from other countries, spending more time over there than potentially over here and now sticking to an LPGA schedule. So a lot of victories. I mean, and not just four professional wins, for goodness sakes. But all right, that's enough. NG, you played great. It was very impressive. <laughs> you did what you have to do. I love what you said about Thursday, Friday. It's like, get your work done so you can enjoy the weekend. Um, not always the case in major championship golf, but the first thing I want to bring up with you, Claire, and I'm glad I have you on this uh, over a lot of people to kind of get your answer on this, because I've been thinking about this over the last day. So if Lexi was a guy, if Lexi was a man on the PGA Tour, losing the majors in these tournaments the way she does, would the media handle this and would social media handle this differently? Yes. Yeah. Um, because... Let's look at Rory and how Twitter just explodes. And I will say, you still see a handful of, you know. For sure. But we also see a lot of jokes about at Rory's expense. We don't really see them at Zalatoris' expense, I don't think, maybe because he's newer on the scene and he hasn't won a major yet. Um, But, yeah, because Rory has kind of become, like, a bit at this point. Like, I said, like, oh, like, he, I thought my seventh grade crush was my biggest heartbreak, but it's actually Rory (laughs) McIlroy. Like, I would never, like – Make a dig like that at Lexi Thompson, right. I don't think. <laughs> what do you think? Well, okay, so I, I ran into this last year, Claire. You know, we're doing golf today, and you're doing kind of a daily show on Golf Channel. And Damon and I were really committed to making sure that when we had conversations about golf from, you know, the clouds, if you will, so kind of overall conversations about the sport, you know, Damon and I were very committed to making sure that the LPGA got as much talk as the PGA Tour did. And we brought on a lot of guests to talk about this. I mean, Beth Ann came on a million times last year to discuss the LPGA Tour. And this was something we were really committed to because Damon and I are both people that love the LPGA Tour. And we find it intriguing and incredible. The one thing I ran into, though, a few months into it, was I really felt like I was a lot softer on the LPGA Tour players than I am on the PGA Tour players. And I'm not sure if that's simply gender, if that's because of the exposure, if that's because the PGA Tour players don't really need us to talk about them. And I'm not going to say the LPGA Tour players do need us, but media helps. Uh, You know, a tour that players aren't getting millions and millions and millions of dollars each and every week where they play. And so I, I really committed last year to making sure that I was critical of the LPGA Tour and the players when I needed to be because exactly. I wanted to make sure it was fair. It needed to be fair. Right. (laughs) And for Lexi, it, it is, it is one of the most fascinating sports stories going that probably isn't getting enough credit. I saw, uh, Solly at no laying up brought up Chuck Knobloch. I was thinking about Nick Anderson. I mean, well before your time, Claire, but the 95 NBA finals and game one, Nick Anderson missed four free throws late in the game. He said it changed his entire career. I mean, this was like an incredible shooter and just simply choked. And I need to give credit to who brought this up. Let me see. I wrote, I think I wrote his name down. Uh, it, um, I think it's Mathis or Matias at Jason Mathis live said during the round watching Lexi putt that it must have felt like what Laker fans used to feel when they watched Shaq shoot free throws. And I was actually thinking about Shaq as a Lexi comp because 
Claire, when Lexi yes. swings it and hits it, it is otherworldly. I mean, I've told this story multiple times. She was on the range. This was probably a decade ago. I mean, she was early into her career, and I was caddying for my friend Irene in Arkansas. And Lexi was on the other side of the range hitting three irons, sky-high draw three irons, and I could not take my eyes off it because I'd never seen it before on the women's side of things. She was doing Mm -hmm. stuff that had not been done before. She's an incredible athlete, and she's an incredible, you know, athletic specimen and everything, right? And Shaq was very similar. Shaq would get around the rim, and it was bully ball, and he would dominate. But at the free throw line, it was incredibly uncomfortable for Shaq. And around the greens, it's incredibly uncomfortable for Lexi. And you see it in the setup, in the stance. You can almost see her going through the checklist on the greens as well. And it's just inevitable. That's the hard thing is it feels inevitable when she has these leads on Sunday. Yeah, and I would think, you know, it's hard to, It's hard to watch. Like, I don't like being anxious. It's kind of like how we talked about, and this is not a fair comparison, but like watching Tiger like walk from hole to hole right. when he's it's a great playing point. now. I'm anxious. I'm I'm not having a good time watching that. And I, again, like, all right, tee shots, beautiful, approach, great. And now I'm like, okay, now I have to worry. Like, I don't like watching this. It's uncomfortable. She looks uncomfortable. It's just, yeah, I want her to figure it out, but like, this is now a pattern, as you said. So yeah. And if it's, if it's something you can figure out, I mean, that that's where I'm at now. You know, when you think about how long it's been since she last won, you think about the only major championship she's picked up was years and years ago. I think she has eight seconds and thirds in majors. You know, you, you brought up the Rory thing and we'd bring this up all the time with Rory. I mean, you think about it with Phil Mickelson at the U S open, just sometimes you can't get over the hurdle. I mean, sometimes right. that hurdle is just not one you can jump over. And for Lexi, I'm starting to think, and I really believe this, will it ever happen? I mean, do you feel like if you had to bet, you know, your savings on wins another major or doesn't, which side are you leaning? Because I feel like I'm really heavily leaning, not going to win another one of these. I know. I I think not going to, but I want to be proven wrong. You want to root for her. Lexi, if you're listening to this. (laughs) Well, you want, you know, you want to root for her because again, Lexi has made, I I don't know if you feel like this. I've got a complicated relationship with Lexi Thompson as a professional athlete. Um, You know, the rules things have popped up. Um, She she dodges the media whenever she could. She didn't talk to media yesterday. You know, every time she has one of these collapses, she dodges media. If there's one thing we've learned in sport over the years is some of the best moments for an athlete is when you fail and you get in front of a microphone. You think about Tom Watson. Remember at Turnberry, he says, you know, it's not a funeral, guys. You know, it was just a golf tournament. And you think about some of those great moments, Sahith, earlier this year yep. in Phoenix. I mean, one of the great moments of the year when when you're when you're honest in defeat. And every time, and I mean, I, I know this is the team. I mean, I heard from people that were at the event that the agent wasn't even there and it was her dad that was like, you know, avoiding media for Lexi. But at one point, you have to face the music and answer some of these questions. And I just feel like Lexi makes questionable decisions a lot kind of outside of the golf course. And it's always yeah. been the case. And so as a golf media person, I want Lexi to compete and win because it's good for our job. But at times, it almost feels like this might be better for our job because you're getting to watch this. I don't even want to call it a train wreck because it, it's it's almost slower than that. You know, it's it's yeah. just... It's a miss here. You know, it, was, it wasn't It was just the miss short putt for par, right? I think that was on, what, 14? It was the, you know, she had two great birdie putts where the lead gets extended. You know, she has these short birdie putts right as she makes the turn, and they're not close to going in. They're not really hitting the hole. And that's when I was wondering, okay, what's going to happen next time we see a five-footer? And then, of course, we saw the short stroke that didn't touch the hole. Claire, if you 
we talk about we could do that, right? Golf fans always say, I could do that. Oh, I yeah. could hit that shot. I mean, the Cantlay shot yesterday. Oh, I, I do that all the time. I was wondering about this. If you had to pull 100 golf fans, like legitimate golf fans of all different handicaps, okay. and you said you have a five-footer for your life, for your mm-hmm. life, and either Lexi Thompson puts it under pressure on the back nine of a major, or you get the opportunity to roll it in yourself, I almost feel like the poll would be 50-50. Is it a straight putt? Yeah, well, I mean, it could be whatever you want it to be. I mean, <laughs> it could be left to right. It could be straight. Yes, and I would also say, like, at least then if you miss it and you took yourself, it's on you. It's on you. It's on yeah. you, exactly. But it's it's so confusing. I don't feel like, and I know she puts work in, and I know, listen, I know that there's a lot of grinding as a professional golfer that we will never see, but, like, the gloves on. That's always been the case. Change it up. Let's do something different. Jack Nicholas is like the only good putter ever with a glove on. I've even talked to short game coaches, and, and this is a this is a true story. A short game coach reached out to to the Lexi camp, and they were interested in working together and trying to figure out the putting and the around the green stuff under pressure. And the only request from the coach was no parent, no agent, no caddy. And they said no. They said no, we can't do it. Like these are not giving your player, your family member, your daughter, your sister, whatever. This is not giving them the best opportunity for success. And I feel like as good as she hits it, to end this career with one major championship is going to be as confusing and confounding as any professional golfer that I can remember. And you and I were in a text chain with Dylan DeShare yesterday, and I thought the Dylan comp for Lexi was great. I mean, you and I were throwing around some other names, and Dylan, who did he throw up? Greg Norman? Yes. I thought that comp was excellent. I do too. And I, yeah, it is interesting because like Lexi, you know, was in the spotlight when she was 12 years old. So right. I think probably her parents are and agent and caddy are so used to being like, we are part of this. We have to be here. But like at some point you got to like spread your wings a little bit. And I think, you know, maybe going and meeting with those people by herself would have been awesome. But if they're not, if she doesn't have the opportunity to, it's really, it's tough. The the Michelle thing, the Michelle going to college thing is something we bring up a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we all go through this, right? We all grow up at different ages. I, I probably took a lot longer to grow up than a lot of people. But at some point, it's kind of on you to grow up. You know, it's not on family. It's not on your girlfriend or boyfriend. It's on you to say, I need to grow up. I need to change one or two things. And the Michelle going to college thing was a Michelle decision. And you saw Michelle kind of change into her own self, right? In that moment, yeah. if you will. And for Lexi, to your point, and I think it's a great point, never quite had that. Never quite had that. I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to extend my wings. Dad, don't come to the tournaments. You know, I'm going to have my crew or whomever around and do it myself. And it's a hard thing because it's uncomfortable to change those types of things. I mean, it makes you, it may, you know, it, it kind of frees you up, right? And oh, yeah. For me, it was like, Claire, you got to, you have to make your own doctor's appointment. And I'm exactly. like, I'm not ready. I can't call. <laughs> How do I do it? What, who do I call? What's the number? <laughs> but then, yeah. And it just like one thing leads to another and it, you're better because of it. So I, I was, you know, I mean, she's 0-4 in playoffs in her career on the LPGA. I mean, you know, you look at some of the things she's done. I mean, you go to the par five, just off the green and two on a par five. If she gets it up and down for birdie, she probably wins. And she's just currently not capable of doing it. And I'm just a little nervous that it might just not be in her. I mean, it's going to be a total overhaul, in my opinion, of everything you're doing. I mean, it's going to be a long putter like Langer does. It's going to be, you know, changing the routine. It's going to be kind of constant movement like Brad Faxon talks about. There's so many things that could happen for Lexi that could potentially change it. And it feels like it's all kind of the same 
let's put the VHS in and see if it still runs, right? Let's see if the tape isn't messed up again. And the tape always skips. You know, it always skips on the back nine. And I felt like it was going to happen. It happened. It was not surprising. And I was really kind of hoping that we finally get Alexi Major to talk about. I want someone to do like a deep dive. Like we need like a psychiatrist from like Stanford to do like a case study on her. Right. Like it would be like an eight part Netflix series where we're just kind of understanding here's where she started. Here is our theory as to why this is ha- keeps happening. And that would make me happy. <laughs> I wanted to take a quick second and let you know about something we're going to introduce in the podcast every week. It's Best in Craft brought to you by Wheatley Vodka, where I pick out somebody that maybe won over the weekend or maybe didn't win but had a great week and uh, that's kind of where I'm going this week a lot to pick from but my best in craft brought to you by Wheatley Vodka is Minji Lee and I know she didn't win on Sunday at Congressional she gave it a great run but let me just read you Minji Lee's last five finishes in major championships okay she had a win last year at the Evian finishing a tie for fifth at the British 12th at the Chevron of course a winner at the U.S. Open and now a tie second at the PGA that's four top fives in the last five major championships for Minji Lee two wins two seconds and a third so far in this LPGA season Minji Lee's kind of crashing the Jin Young Ko Nelly Korda superstar party that we were throwing all of 2021 and it now really does kind of feel like a three-headed monster in terms of the LPGA I know Nelly's been injured but when you think about the way Nelly and Jin Young played last year with Minji kind of coming on this strong She's the best of the bunch right now, and it's crazy to think that it's not Jin Young and it's not Nelly, but Minji has been incredible, especially in the big, big tournaments and the major championships. So uh, Minji Lee, incredible, just 26 years old, and she's my best in craft this week, brought to you by our friends at Wheatley Vodka. Listen, gambling's never been hotter than it is right now. Gambling is everywhere, and you can get involved in so many ways. But the way you should get involved when you're talking about throwing down a little action on golf is PJ Tour Pick'em Live. It's an opportunity to win $5,000, no big deal, and weekly prizes. That is weekly prizes. You can make your picks across several betting markets throughout all four tournament rounds. Correct picks earn points based on live odds. This week's the John Deere, and uh, I'm leaning on a guy that just about won over the weekend, Sahith Thagala, he's a good he's a good bet. He's a good number. He's been playing some great golf. And he's who I'm leaning on this week in PGA Tour Pick'em. You should check out PGA Tour Pick'em Live. You can sign up at pick'emlive.pgatour.com. I jump on there every week. I make my picks. I do wins. I do top fives, top tens. There's so many ways to earn points and to earn actual money. Top finishers at the end of the tournament win a share of five thousand bucks each tournament is a new competition so if you don't do great this week at the john deere you jump right back into it at the open championship and boom you're involved pj tour pick'em makes it fun make sure you sign up today for a chance to grab five thousand dollars in weekly prizes pick'em live.pjtour.com so so okay so we had Lexi going down. We had the Travelers, which I got to be honest, I did not watch much of the Travelers. I uh, <laughs> I was doing a lot of uh, I watched a lot of the women's PGA, and then uh, and then I was bouncing between um, you know being a ghost for Henry, which is about still about twelve times a day, and then just doing stuff around the house, kind of preparing for what I've got coming up in the next few weeks. So that was that. I want to talk to you about your job, Caddy Claire, last week. Oh yeah. Can you tell us about the whole experience? What you did? 
Yes. Okay. So I could talk about this forever, but I won't. So the Northeast Amateur is like my favorite event. It's the reason that I work in golf. I grew up like playing, uh, or my parents were members at one of Moisa Country Club in Rumford, Rhode Island. And every summer they host this elite amateur event. And it kind of started like, you know, we, these, they're like 20 year old kids. They're not going to stay in a hotel. So they would put them up with members for the week. So we've like had all these fun stories of college players, some who end up pro, some who end up probably in real estate staying with us for a week. So I don't know. It's, it's like everyone here calls it like Christmas in the summer. It's just such a treat. So my really good family friend is Davis Chatfield. He played at Notre Dame, says he's five, five. It's definitely like five, three, but he. <laughs> wait a minute. His... Wait a minute. A man, <laughs> a man lied about his size and his height. I for Unheard one, of. am shocked. I am shocked. <laughs> So I worked all week at the U.S. Open, which was awesome. Then I worked, you know, until went through Wednesday. And it's it starts on Wednesday because there's always rain. So they were like, that way we can have an extra day to finish. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I have Thursday, Friday off. I'm going to do nothing. So I get a phone call from Davis on Wednesday evening. And he's like, Claire, what are you doing tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, my God, I have the day off. I'm so excited. And I hear him turn to someone and go, perfect. She can caddy for you. <laughs> like, so who who are you caddying for? Okay. Herman Sekny. Okay. He is from Norway. He plays at Purdue. He's going to be a junior. Hits the ball a mile. So then I asked him, I was like, is anyone out here longer than you? And he was like, no, nice. I don't think so. But we had a blast. I, I basically told him, he was like, he had a caddy the first day. And he was like, the problem was, there was not much chatter. Gotcha. And I was like, well, I can't read putts, but I can chat to you. I will talk long. all day. So it was, it was so much fun. The first day the bag was a little heavy. He had like a couple sweatshirts and things like, you know, that side yeah. pocket was like bulging. When it puffed like, out, oh. right. When the zipper looks like it's exhausted. Yep. I was like, oh gosh. So I was like a little winded, but um, it was so much fun. And then, yeah, we were really just chatting. Honestly, I don't even know how to use the range finders and like, you can't use slope and stuff. So I was like, I'll hand it to you for every <laughs> shot. He only had to ask it, ask me to hand it to him twice. Other than that, I was ready. He was in no bunkers on the first, we were together for two days. Didn't hit a single bunker, which I was pumped because I didn't want to rake. Right. I didn't want to rake. Um, other than that, oh, I also was great at like getting water for the group. I'd get water for the other player, the caddies. I'd be like, who's dehydrating? <laughs> but it was a blast. Have you, have you caddied before? I mean, is this kind of your, okay. you caddied like tournament? Cad I mean, cause you, you mentioned the, the tournament. I mean, just for people that don't know the history of the Northeast, I mean, you know, Morikawa won it in 17, Dustin Johnson won it in 07, Anthony Kim won it, David Duvall, Nota Begay. I mean, this is a... If you will, this is a major championship for am amateur golf. Uh, I mean, this is like yeah. as big an event outside of the U.S. amateur as you are going to find in amateur golf. So this is like not – you're not caddying in the – no knock to the AJGA, but, I mean, you're not caddying like an – it's not an AJGA local event. Right. This is a big deal. Well, I do think I'm lucky in the sense that, like, you know, I didn't play, like, competitive golf, but I grew up around golf. My parents sent me over to this caddy camp for two days when I was younger where they, like, What's that like? And, What's that like? Oh, my God. It's, like, an army. But no, they, like, it is so funny. They find, like, two of the older, like, junior golfers at the course, and they're, like, you're going to play 18 holes and, like, just yell at these kids and tell them what they're doing wrong. And, like, you, like, everyone gets a chance carrying the bag for one hole. I, I love but, caddy camp. I'm into it. Yeah. No, it was great. So... I can't like I literally live right across the street from the golf course. So there have been a few times in my life where 
I get a call and like, I'm one of four. My sister is not into the golf, but my brothers were like the star caddies there. So it was like, is Tim there? No. Is Brennan there? No. Claire, you got to And I'm horrible at saying no. So I'm like, all right, here I come. Um, I caddied once for a guy from, he was playing, he played at Shinnecock. He was here with a friend. My first time on the bag, he paid me a hundred dollars, which was ridiculous. I probably deserved $12 for my work that day. And then four years ago, we had this kid, Cole Mady, who played at UCLA. He was staying with our family and he, I don't know. There's always like little like, oh, my caddy's not chill enough. Like, I'm like, I'm not chill. I'm going to talk the whole time. But I caddied for him in the final round. But he was like in the, he was like in the middle of the leaderboard, I guess, at that point. So I have had experience, but I say like, don't expect like, I don't even know where, like, I'm like, put the club back in your bag. Cause I'm going to like mess it up. I don't know where you want it. I can put driver and putter in. Cause I know those. <laughs> I know that slot. I know. I don't, not exactly <laughs> sure where you want your seven. Iron. The weird thing is I I've learned this is, you know, as a lefty, my slot setup is different than righty slot setup. I, I didn't realize that until recently. Oh. So my long irons are in a different pocket, if you will, in the bag or a hole like flip. Correct. Yeah. As a lefty, I, I never have realized that until recently. My two long, my long and mid irons go the other way. All right. So how did y'all do? Like, how did you guys do? How did you play? Was it not great? Was it okay? Okay. So the first day, which I was not on the bag, I think he shot par is 69. There's only one par five. He shot 77 or okay. 76, I believe. So I was coming, like we had to rally a little bit. Right. He was one under, um, on Thursday, which was round two. And then on Friday, it was just like all this back and forth because so it's they do a cut after three days. Okay. Um, he did not make the cut. It was just kind of like he would hit a great shot, kind of sloppy around the greens. I think this is a name you're gonna want to remember though, like seriously, because he hits the ball a mile. It was my favorite moment. He he made Eagle on the par five seventeen. So the four so the only par five ball. he made Eagle. Nice, nice. Oh yeah. I was like, damn, this caddy must be great with all these reads. I'm doing so good. Um, so there's a par five dog leg right with water over it. And like everybody's waiting to go for the green. So he has driver out. We're playing with this kid, Nick Cassidy, who plays for Georgia. He rips driver. And he and Herman looks at me and he goes, can you hand me my three wood? Like after the other kid hits driver. And he just goes, he's like so sweet and very polite. And Nick is like, oh. And he's like, sorry, no offense. <laughs> Take it. Being the law guy in the group, always such a benefit, right? It's amazing. Um, yeah. Well, that's great. How would you rate now? Give me a, a rating, one to ten, on how you felt like you did, uh, like like you like your Yelp review. Let's let's hear. Okay. Claire on Claire here. All right. Okay. Well, are we going like general caddy skills you, or you, like we, Claire we Rogers? Could, we could we could break it up. I mean, we could do how you felt like you just did as as like a like a partner, and then we could talk about how you feel like you did as a caddy. So, like, okay. how are you out there? You know, keeping the group loose, getting the waters, making everybody. I mean, that's got to be high. That's got to be nine or ten. Yeah, I think I would give myself an A. I, again, he didn't have to ask me for the range finder more than twice. I knew to hand it to him. I kept them hydrated. Also, it's funny because now that I like work in golf, they're like kind of interested in like asking. Of course. Yeah. And then we had like just like loose conversation. I'm asking about college. Um, I don't know. I think definitely kept it loose. Also, like if when the players were like, if it was kind of like a shy player, I was good at kind of like getting like who he's playing with, like out a little bit yeah, to yeah. chat, but not distracting. So, so now did you get told to move at all? Was there any, any, no. any, any nice, no, no movement. 
That's amazing. I know. So my thing is like, if I can stay out of the way, that's great. And I, I always know, like, don't walk through their line, obviously. But Dylan DeCher told me last week when we were kind of, we were at the US Open and he was like, oh shoot, we're in their through line. Let's move like way off the green. And I was like, oh, I really hadn't like really thought about that before. Cause I'm not on site that often. Right. So it, um, but so all week I was like, not in the through line. So that was good. And the other caddies had to be told to move. Nice. I, was like, I, would, I was like, I would literally never do that. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you're, you're, I'm thinking it sounds like maybe a nine or 10 in terms of your caddy grade as well. It feels like you did a great job as, as just a caddy. Right, but I wasn't getting yardages. I wasn't reading pods. It's fine. You were doing your job. You were doing your job. I was doing what I was told, <laughs> what I told him I could do. I said, I was, do you want to I was handling it, my do job. Do you want to hang out? <laughs> I mean, that's that, that's amazing. So good week. Uh, had fun. All of that. Uh, all of that exciting. What when you when the people were asking you questions about golf? What percentage of the questions were live inspired questions? A good amount, but it wasn't really like, what do you know? Because okay. I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, it was more just like, what are your thoughts on it? I think people are just interested in having conversation. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but for them, it's like, here's what we know. Some of our friends have been approached, but like, what do you think of the whole correct, thing? Like, correct. not really up for like an argument about it, but just kind of like talking through it, um, which I think was fine. And then, you know, which players you think will go next? Yeah. What did you think? What did you think of the draft situation? You know, like they're, I think they're confused because they've never, I mean, they've, they haven't played in an, no one's played in an event like right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's just so different. I have, by the way, speaking of, uh, of live, cause you and I haven't really talked about the live stuff too much and I don't want to yeah. go down uh, that road too much, but I have, I have a couple of ideas that I think would work well for the PGA tour. And, you know, I mean, this is something I used to do with Max on this podcast. I mean, I come up with a lot of stupid ideas um, almost daily, almost hourly. And so <laughs> I write a lot of them down on my notes app. They're floating around on my phone somewhere. But I was thinking about I always think about golf as a four day experience in terms of a viewer. Right. And it's a lot. No other sport. I mean, outside of what cricket is like this long, you know, you yeah. on Thursday, what the focus should be and what the focus is versus Sunday, it almost feels like a different sport. You know, Thursday, you're kind of setting up the coverage. And even as a broadcaster, I mean, you go into a Thursday and the chatter on Thursday is a lot different than the chatter you're going to bring up on Sunday. Sunday's a lot more about what's actually happened that week and in that tournament. Yeah. So I'm always trying to think of ways to make a Thursday, a Friday, more interesting for somebody at home. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that Liv has really tried to tackle. I mean, Liv's idea is the window, right? I mean, you know all the players are going to be in the window at the same time because of the shotgun start and yada, yada, yada. So I think the PGA Tour should adopt round-by-round low-score award, okay? They do this, by the way, they do this on the AJGA. I remember that. I think they used to give out a Pepsi can trophy if you were low score of the day, and it was super sick. I remember I tied one time, and I lost like in a scorecard playoff in Abilene, and I was so bummed because I didn't get the trophy. Um, you know they do this at the Masters, Claire? Did you know this? They give out a, a a crystal vase, I believe, every day to the low score of the day. If you're the low no, score of the I day, you get an Augustine. It's like, you know, we always talk about the goblets. You know, if you make an eagle, you get the goblets. But they give out a vase every day as well for low score. So, This is something that is acknowledged in professional golf. And I think it's an important thing because we talk about Ken Duke, you know, when Ken Duke did that crazy thing. We talk about Brant Snedeker at Torrey when he did that crazy round. So my thinking is it probably can't be cash because what are you going to make it? Like $25,000? These guys don't care about $25,000. Yeah. I think you do FedEx Cup points. So low score every day gets 50-5-0 FedEx Cup points. It's not nothing. 
It's definitely no, it's something. Not. For the PGA Tour, you get to add a sponsor. You know the PGA Tour loves sponsors. You get to add a sponsor on the the you know low round of the day scoreboard presented by whatever, and we follow it each and every day. Now, I'm going to bring up another wrinkle. Okay. It brings interest to the player. If you open with 80 and you're going to miss the cut, you've got something on Friday to play for. If you make the cut on the number and you shoot 75 on Saturday, now all of a sudden on Sunday you've got something to play for. There should be bonuses. If you are low score every day, so if you're wire to wire winner or whatever it is, you get a bonus as well, right? I mean, there's there's some there's and then I also think one of the keys here too is I think there's a FedEx Cup bonus if you win by a certain amount of shots. So if you're low score by three shots or whatever, maybe it's a hundred FedEx Cup points because your round was so much better than your peers. What are your thoughts like on a strokes gained type? Yeah, of thing. exactly. But okay. I, you know, it's it's what you did that day is yeah. so much better than what everybody else did that we're going to give you even a, a bigger bonus. But what are your thoughts on the round by round low score? You get an award. We pay attention to it. There's a leaderboard on the coverage. What are your thoughts? I like that. And I really like that for Friday and Saturday because there are so many people who are like, I'm out of it. What's the point? Not so many. I shouldn't say that, but you know, it's hard when you're eight over, like what's, what's the point what's, of what kind of what's grinding? The grind? right. Get, right. Yeah. I, I do like that. I will say I get increasingly confused by these new, this is not confusing to me, but like, you're like, oh, we have this new $54 million. Like, I agree I with you on that. Right. I agree with you on this. But I do like this a lot. And I think like, should, you should send Jay Monahan an email text after him. we hang up here. Just, yeah, text yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got an idea. So, you know, again, like the round by round thing is important, in my opinion, because A, we don't really pay too much attention to it. You know, if somebody has a, like I kind of said about the Ken Duke and Snedeker thing, when it's career better, we'll discuss it. But every day you're playing against the best in the world. And I feel like this is an mm-hmm. opportunity to boast great rounds from people that maybe aren't in contention. Wow. You know, you know, Brand Snedeker's not really near the top of the lead, but he shot 66 today on this golf course. And that's the best round of the day. And we're going to highlight that because that's impressive and that's an accomplishment. And maybe he's not in the tournament, but that is that. So that's my idea. Number one is I think they should do low rounds. Feels like it'd be an easy thing to do. Feels like it's an easy thing to get sponsored. My other idea that I don't understand why they don't do. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about minimizing the interest, taking four day gauntlet away from the fan and giving them a chance to, if they can only watch Thursday or only watch Saturday, how do you attach yourself to that day? Why is there not a skins game every day? Why is there not a PGA tour skins game? Again, you can get a sponsor, the skins game sponsored by whomever. And there's incremental FedEx cup points or whatever. So there's 50 FedEx cup points up for the skins game. And if you're the only skin on the golf course, you get all 50 points. And if there's four skins, it gets broken up. But that's a thing, again, that we can follow. Skins games, every golf fan and, and golfer understands what a skins game is. And I feel like on tour, it'd be kind of cool because you're like, well, this guy hold out for a double eagle on 13. He's winning the skin there, obviously. And then yeah. you're obviously looking at what other skins are covered. I just feel like it's a golf thing that we all talk about. We all know what skins are. We used to watch the skins game. It's gone away. This is another chance to make day-by-day interesting and give a little bonus for some of the players. I think you could put like an iPad screen or something on every tee, and it gives the players an idea of who has the skin to that point. I don't know. It's just, these are just little things we could do day to day to keep interest on the PJ tour up. I like it because it kind of, so like the match, I think in some cases has had, I mean, it's cool, but sometimes I think it's hard to get people really excited for it. And they kind of do the same thing where they're like, all right, let's have all these side things Correct. going. 
that, you know, well, now if it's a 12-hole match, but an 18-hole match where these guys can feel long and on TV. So I think this kind of, you know, dials in the interest for two or three holes at a time. And that would be the same thing for the tour, but it would be one, you know, one round at a time. The Thursday, you know, I just think about identity. Like, what is your yeah. identity every day? And the Friday identity, and, I, and I've been doing, I mean, the, the, the networks have been doing a way better job of that this year is the Friday identity is making the cut. I mean, that's yeah. that's what Friday's about, is getting yourself in a position to contend, sure. But to me, the more interesting things on Friday is who makes the cut? Who makes birdies on the late, late holes to get into the weekend? Because yeah. you make more money, you all of a sudden get more FedEx Cup points. All of those things help, world ranking points, things like that, right? From your play on Friday, specifically. So Friday's kind of that day. What's Thursday? What's Saturday? Like, what are those days in terms of the golf fan watching? And I think you could individualize every day and give it something, give it something to pop. And if, again, if you're just clue, if you're just watching on Saturday, you've got two birthday parties with the kids on Sunday, you're working Thursday, Friday, you're only watching Saturday. Sure, you're paying attention to who's in contention and who's shuffling about, but you also have an opportunity to pay attention to a couple other things. And I'm trying to think of ways to freshen the everyday product that is the PGA tour, because mm -hmm. it's interesting a lot of the days and it's not interesting a lot of the days. And I think right. this, at least if nothing else gives you something to kind of look at, you know, so that those are two, my two, I don't want to call them dumb ideas. Those are my two golf PGA no, tour like ideas. It. Yeah. I have a list on my phone of inventions. Ooh. None of them are golf related, but I kind of like what you have here. I'm inspired. Maybe I'll do that for just some golf can you, ideas. Can you yeah. pull out your phone? Can we get a? Can we get one? Do you mind just sharing one invention? No, one player I like invention? love it. Okay. Let me pull this up. This is. I mean, I know this isn't great radio when Claire's scrolling on the phone, but uh, <laughs> I think this is probably the time. Oh, how many? Let me see. We got like 10, 12 on there. All right, let's hear it. Let's, let's throw us an invention at us. It's Claire invention time right. on the podcast. Some of them have like already been a thing. Okay, number one. Let's go. Well, do you condition your hair? Uh, about once a week. Okay. For me, it's like, here's the thing. Shampoo and conditioner, you run out of the shampoo, you run out of the conditioner way quicker. Correct. So I think there should be a company where the conditioner bottle is 33% bigger than the shampoo bottle. Smart. Smart. And then you run out at the same time because now I have like three empty conditioner ones and this much left of the shampoo and it just makes no sense. This is brilliant. This is very much like a father of the bride hamburger, hot dog buns thing, right? When he yes. gets thrown in jail. I love this idea. 33% more conditioner, and you kind of have the bottle combined. I love I yes. love this. This is great. Thank you. What else do we have here? This is very female needed. It's okay. A device that controls the steering wheel while you're pulling your hair into a ponytail while you're driving. Oh, okay. Uh, well, okay. So we're going to have to- I'm like this. Okay. Now, now for people that can't see Claire right now, because this is a <laughs> podcast, she has pulled her hair behind her head with both hands into a ponytail. So right yeah. now, right now, if if, if, if you're listening- Claire, in theory, is not driving the steering wheel. This would be a knee situation. So do you you don't go knee? Do you go knee on when you're doing this? No, I can't reach. It's too high. Okay. So you need so let's let's talk about how the device would work. So in your mind, <laughs> is it like a pole that sticks out? What, what do we got? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. This that's really it. And then like some ice cream flavors that I think should be okay, invented. Can we hear them? Nothing can we can big. we hear can we hear one? Peanut butter and fluff. That's like a New yep. England sandwich. Into it. But it might exist. I think it might exist somewhere. You should probably email Ben. If we're emailing people, I'm emailing Jay after the pod. You need to email Ben and yeah, Jerry. Email ben I mean, they're in the, they're in the same region. Okay. Uh, peanut butter and fluff. What else you got on the on the flavor thing? I'm into this. Um, let's see, peanut butter and jelly. But that does exist, and I'm not a huge wait. Jelly that gal. really exists as a is a is an ice cream flavor. I've never seen I it think before. It does. Okay. Yeah. 
Because if you get into New England ice cream, they have they combine just about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New England ice cream is next level. I got to be honest with yeah. you. It's like one of their best things. Um, yeah. Do you have any any other uh, any other heavy hitters on your list on your invention list? This one I'm really working on. Okay. I mean, a I don't want you to, get... to lose your business. I mean, don't give away no, a, bil- okay. a billion one... dollar idea. This one is a way to get steps in that is neither going outside or using a treadmill, but more fun than walking. Okay. Hold on. Wait, <laughs> let's hold on. Let's break this down. All right. So a way to get, so this is an exercise idea. This is a, yes. I love, I love where your head's at. This is very popular right now. So a way to get steps in that's not going outside. So you're not going on a walk outside or a run. Yes. And then inside you're also not walking or running. Yes. Okay. So they're going to have to like whoever, like, I'm going to contact the people at Apple. They have to get creative with that. It's just like, so, I don't know. So is is this like a robot that moves your legs for you? <laughs> I don't know. It's like a, you're in the, if you're like, and you're in space. I mean, in theory, you know, like we're getting close, but I'm not totally, I, I don't see it. I'll say that. I don't no, see it in my this, head yet. These are early developments. Gotcha. This like, is workshopping like- it. Yeah, that's like my 10% there okay. of an 100 It's like Kevin Wilds not, on the Simmons podcast. Yeah, it's throws not out the, formulated. Okay, I, I, I mean, I'm all in on getting exercise and not actually having <laughs> exercise. So if you, yeah. and by the way, if you do invent this, you really will be a billionaire because everybody, oh, yeah. it's like the ab thing. You know, everything, the thing you see occasionally, <laughs> that, like you, it constricts your abs and it's supposed to give you abs. You're like, that definitely can't work. There's zero percent like chance. Eating a bag of chips and somehow is giving you seems, seems absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I'm I'm into it. I want to take a quick break to talk about Elijah Craig. Every player has their own unique style of play. That's part of what we love about golf. It also happens to be what we love about bourbon. Like Elijah Craig, for example, every bottle of their award-winning small batch carries a signature warm spice and subtle smoke. Flavor. You can drink it neat on the rocks. My wife likes it neat, which is very surprising. I was surprised when she mentioned that, but I'll pour it for her, and she's into it. It's everybody's go-to at the 19th hole, and Elijah Craig won double gold at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition in 2021, and it just goes to show the hard work and dedication that leads to great things. Whether you're watching the U.S. Open at home or playing a few holes with your buddies, make Elijah Craig your signature sip. Discover the greatness within at ElijahCraig.com. Get a Grip is brought to you by Elijah Craig, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, Bardstown, Kentucky. 47% alcohol by volume. Elijah Craig reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. That is the key to a good afternoon. Uh, I, I, I mentioned that I had a WD from the Connecticut, uh, the Connecticut oh, yes. Amateur. Um, that's a uh, second golf tournament I've had to withdraw from um, because of children. I had to walk off the first fairway at the Scottsdale stroke play a couple of years ago because Henry was throwing up and my wife had to go to work. Um, no. I, I was paired with a 40 year old and a 20 year old. The 40 year old definitely understood the 20 year old was really confused at why I was leaving. I'm like, <laughs> listen, sometimes you got a piece. That's how it is. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is kind of what I had at the end of the pod for you, by the way, I love, I, we yeah. might have to, this could be a recurring thing as the Claire inventions, by the way. So keep, <laughs> make sure you keep documenting what you have. As oh, I, I will. Do. I will. Um, so you have you ever played Would You Rather? You've played Would You Rather with your friends? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Uh, my my sister and I have been playing this for decades, and uh, she has a boyfriend that she's on a road trip with right now, uh, a relatively new boyfriend. I think now we're probably at close to a year now, for goodness sakes. But wow. um, like first, like, you know, road trip, no hotels, might stay in the car, like, you know, really get to know like the person you're with. And she said they've been playing a lot of Would You Rather lately because my sister's oh, like that. very good at Would You Rather. So I was thinking about a golf edition of Would You Rather. So I asked you to write down a few. I wrote down a few. I'm going to start with my first one. 
Um, this is a hard one. So it's a would you rather Rory or Spieth can win another major. Now, now I'm not saying they're going to win another major. I'm saying oh. Rory or Spieth could win another major, much like they are right now, where you know there's no restrictions, there's no cosmic restrictions on who they are and what they can do. But the other one cannot, cannot win another major. They are done. You're picking a Rory or Spieth to possibly win one, understanding that the person you didn't pick would not win one. Where are you going? So I I couldn't sleep last night because you told me you were going to ask me something about these two, and I couldn't. You're ping-ponging so it all I night. Couldn't, yeah, I, I think I would go with Rory not winning for two reasons. Okay. One, it would give me a peace of mind. Oh, that's I a could great not, point. Great point. Yeah. I would not be, you know. You accept the fact that he's going to finish second, and you know it's yes. not going to happen. I love this point. Yes. The heart's already broken. Yep. It's fine. But also because he has said – in his interviews, as we've kind of gone back saying Lexi didn't talk and he could, you know, maybe would have said something awesome that he has said after losing, like, I have a great life yep, and I love what I do. And if I don't get it, like, I've kind of, I'm okay with that. Content. He's content in life. Yep. Yeah. So I think that is why I would go with him not winning, but mostly because at least then I would know. You know <laughs> what about you? I think you, fl- I, I was going to go the other way. And I think your simple point of the understanding the heartbreak is going to happen makes me lean the same way as you. I, I think I'm going after initially thinking I was going to leave Spieth off the list. I think leaving Rory off and saying four is your number, knowing that for the next 10 years, I don't have to be haunted by the fact that he's too off the lead with eight to play or he shoots 64 on Sunday and we'll see what happens with the guys coming in. I'm with you. I love that. Spieth, you can contend in another major. Rory, you're out. That's my would you rather. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go with your first one. Okay, so I have three. Two of them are not even like tour related. They're more like you as a person. I, I'm, I'm in. I have a couple of those too. Okay. Would you never three? Would you rather never three putt again? Okay. But you hit your ankle with your putter every single time you take your putter out, or just keep your current putting situation that you have right now. Have you done the ankle hit ever? Have you ever done it? Yes. That's the, one of the worst feelings in the history of golf. I, 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 I've had only one feeling worse. I broke a, a fingernail slamming a club in my bag when I was in high school, which was the most painful feeling I've ever had on the golf course. Um, the ankle's always second. I'm, I'm leaning, I'm leaning the same way. You know, Claire, I don't have a three putt problem. I don't make oh, a lot of, congratulations. thank you. I, but you know, I don't make a lot of, I don't make a lot of like six and seven footers, but okay. I feel like I'm a, I'm a very good. I, I just realized this, by the way, this is like a recent phenomenon about myself. I think I'm a pretty good lag putter. Like, I think I'm good at lag putting. Okay. So of all of the golf things, that's the thing I don't feel like I really struggle with. So I think I'm going to, I'm I'm saving the ankles. I'm going to, a three putt happens here and there. It's fine. But I'm going to, I don't want to, you know, at 38, I'm, I, I got to protect the body, you know, like yeah, I'm, not t- for sure. I'm not 27. Yeah. You know, I, I got to, my ankles, if I start hitting them with putters, I mean, I might not be able to walk in a few years. So I'm going <laughs> to go with the current state of my game. What about you? Um... No, I would, I would take it to the ankle. Unfortunately, that is how bad at putting I am that I, I think I would have to take it. Could you wear like a, like a shin guard ankle yeah, thing? That's what I would have to do. Like something around the sure. ankle, just like a defense mechanism or something. People be yeah. like, what is that? Do you like roll your ankles a lot? You're like, no, you'll just see. You'll see. You'll, you'll, see. you'll, you'll figure what, it out. That's what happens 18 <laughs> times every round. But God, I'm a good putter. Uh, I like that one. That one's a good one. Um, all right. I'll got one. I got one for you after last week. Would you like to, would you rather caddy for a living for the rest of your life or cover golf 
in the current state you're in for the rest of your life. So you get to cover the sport or caddy in the sport. What are you doing? With respect to all the caddies out there who are so cool. Like I met Gino Benelli yeah. last week and I love what I do and I want to keep doing it. And caddying, the bag is heavy. So and heavy. Not only is it heavy, it's awkward yep. to carry. So no, really no thought about this. hundred percent. Yeah. Same, same. I, I, you know, I've, I've caddied, I've caddied kind of in all the ways. I mean, I, I caddied at St. Andrews for the public. I've caddied for a couple of players professionally a few times. It's not my favorite job. It's a really hard job. It's incredibly underrated job. Like good caddies are so supreme and so important. You said the bag. I would be so happy when I was done carrying that bag for the day. I was watching. I told you I didn't watch much of the Travelers. I was watching a little bit of it, like kind of in between, you know, Blippy and, and whatever the hell Henry wanted to watch. Vlad and Nikki is the show he's into right now. God, it's so oh. awful. Oh, my God. Those people must <laughs> make so much money. But um, Xander, Xander and his caddy were standing in screen at one point, And Xander's caddy, they were like between clubs. And he kept picking the bag up. And then they like put it back down and change clubs. And for whatever reason, reason Xander's bag looks like it weighs a trillion pounds. <laughs> and all I could think was that the lifting, putting it back, lifting, putting it back. I'm like, it stinks carrying that big bag. And yeah. like caddying, I mean, people, you know, we, we talk about, you don't see, you know, you don't see athletes rehab. I, I, I say this all the time. Like some networks should show a rehab. Like you tore your, your ACL. Let's let's really document what the next eight months look like for you or the next year looks like, yeah. because we we see Clay Thompson go off the court and then you see him in a year and a half and he's he's back to kind of shooting and then you see him on the court again. And that's it. It's like, no, 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 no. no. Like, what were the shitty days like? Like, what were the awful, yeah. awful days like in the rehab process? I Like show the caddy stuff sometimes because they're out there five hours, you know, charting the course. They have those reflectors that you have in your driveway. Like two caddies will work the golf course and one will put a reflector in the front part of the green and the other one shooting it from the fairway. Like this is an incredible, incredible job. Like checking hole locations on the third round for the final round while their players are putting. It's a busy job. I'm with you. I'm taking cover. Yeah. I'm not. I'm also way too wimpy to be a full time caddy. It is like <laughs> it is like a grind. I mean, you've got to be and like on a hot a, day. No, thank oh, you. <laughs> oh, I caddy to Danville is like the hardest thing of my entire life. All right. What do you got? Um, okay, this kind of begs the question. Well, let me start. Ten PGA Tour wins or one major? Oh man, ten. I I think I gotta go ten. I think I go ten PGA Tour wins over the major. It's a lot of wins. Okay, okay. it's a lot so of what, money. Right. It's a lot of different what places. What number is the flip for you? Like so, so five? Yeah, I, I think I think five is probably the number I'm going the major over. Um, you know, okay. I'm probably going two majors over ten wins. But you know, Claire, ten win like. Winning 10 times on the current PGA Tour is is really hard to do. So I'm probably going 10. Are you going major? Yeah. Okay. But only the Masters or the British. The, the Open Championship. Nice. There I you go. The, well, now, isn't it just the Open now? Didn't we, didn't yeah, we lose? Yeah. Didn't we drop championship? Soon we're going to drop yeah. the Open. At some point, it's just going to be Ope. You know, like we're just going to lose yeah. all letters. Um, so you're going Claret <laughs> or Green like Jacket. Now, I will say this. That's cheating a little bit with the Masters thing. I think you're cheating a little bit with the question. Cause, okay. Because the, the Masters is the answer of every – because it's – you get to play there forever. You get to be a part of it forever. It's the exactly. tournament everybody pays attention to. And you're now all of a sudden in it for the rest of your life. It's it's I think that Masters is actually the outlier, right? I mean, that's the one you almost have yeah. to take away and you have to pick the other three. But 
Yeah, I mean, winning the Masters has got to be the answer for that. Yeah, I think it would be if it were the Masters because, again, like the Champions Dinner, like you're you're etched in history forever. So I think it would be ten unless it's the major, unless it's the Masters. Then I'm taking that. <laughs> All right, I got a Masters one for you. Um, okay. So going forward, you you get to have Phil win the U.S. Open, or you get to have Rory win the Masters. And I mean, this question probably felt would have felt a lot different a year ago. A lot. To, this Rory answer would have been way less adamant a year ago. Live aside. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I would say, yeah, Rory win the Masters. And I think it would have been my same answer, honestly, okay. a year ago. Because he's a lot younger. And I don't know. I feel like we've really gotten to know him. Like, I mean, also, to be fair, I have been watching Rory longer than, like, mo- like Phil. When he was, like, 30, I wasn't following I wasn't right, following right, right, that, right, right. You know? So, I guess that a was little, A, a little before your time. Uh, I'd say yeah. a year ago I would have gone Phil. Um, I – I might still go Phil to win the U.S. Open just because, I mean, at this point, it would be such an unbelievable story. You know, I mean, at, yeah. look, get past all the live stuff and everything, right? Just Phil Mickelson finishing second six times and winning in his 50s at a U.S. Open would be, it would be such an enormous story. It would bring him back in the good graces, which I think golf's better when Phil's kind of in the positive light and not the negative light. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't loved having to kind of, you know, talk down about Phil Mickelson. You know, I mean, yeah. I grew up, I grew up a Phil Mickelson fan. I'm a lefty golfer. You know, you talk about his thirties, like that was prime Shane golf viewing for Phil Mickelson. Like right. I remember Oh four, you know, huddling around a TV with the family at Easter. Like I remember those moments. So a year ago, absolutely. It would have been Phil. It might still be Phil and, and maybe Rory just has to go earn it. All right. I, 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 uh, I think you're up, you're up, you're up. I, this is my final okay. one. And I have one more as well. Okay, you have Colin Morikawa's Iron Game. Okay, it's a good one. But you have to use iron covers, and you can never tell anyone <laughs> that it's a bit. Like, you have to be like, this. I'm all in on this. <laughs> I mean, I'm going. Or just your current Iron I'm Game. Going, I am absolutely going Colin Morikawa Iron <laughs> Game. Give me the damn iron head covers all the time. I mean, listen, you can't make fun of a guy or a girl that hits every iron right at it. Like who cares if, okay, what, they're, what they're rocking, but that's a great one. I love that. Yeah. I think I'd be the same, but I get very like self-conscious sometimes. I'd be like wanting to tell someone like, I'm not actually doing this, but I think if you're that good, you're right. You lean into it and it like becomes a movement. The uh, yeah, I, I wrote a thing about the golf bag for the, for the latest edition of the golfer's journal. Like it was like, I, I did these, these four kind of one page, like, I don't want to say Rick Raleigh level, you know, columns because my goodness, Rick Raleigh's, one page columns were pretty elite, but I wrote about the golf bag and just what the golf bag says about you. Like to your point about being self-conscious, it's like everybody's golf bag tells a story. I mean, it's kind of our adult backpack. You know, we have all of like our snacks are in there. Some people's are really organized. Some people's are not organized at all. Some people leave stuff in there for months and years. I go through my golf bag probably once a week, you know, to make sure like I'm, I'm making sure I'm taking stuff out. Like you mentioned the sweatshirts, like I'm taking jackets out or rain gear Mm -hmm. out or golf balls that I use, you know, I'm like, I'm pretty clean with my bag, but the iron yeah. head cover would be something to your point would really kind of throw off my look, if you will. Yeah. And so I would have to be okay with just accepting the fact that, uh, that I, and I also think you've got to get the clunky ones, like the real, like the plastic ones that you have to almost like lip over, like not the ones that yeah. slide on, like that almost click in man, iron head covers are interesting. All right. I got the, uh, my last one is you only get to wear, wear floral colors on the golf course for the rest of your life or like muted earth tones for the rest of your life. Muted earth tones. Yeah, I like wearing. So uh, Boyd Summerhays was on subpar last year and he was like, I love wearing all black. And I was like, I kind of respect that. And I, 
I go like athleisure on the course. Right. I'm very like Lululemon. I think I kind of like, I'll go loud with like sneakers a lot, but that if I'm walking the course, like, but I think muted earth tones. What about you? Same, same, same. I mean, you, you, you can go loud with one thing every day. That's kind of the key to a yes. golf outfit is you can go loud. You, you can wear a crazy hat or some cool shoes, but everything else should be relatively muted. Um, I'm as I'm, I'm wearing floral shorts right now, which is very Ooh. out of character for me. But um, I, uh, I typically am pretty much in the Boyd camp of like blacks and grays. I mean, you know, Nike sent me like a, some cool teal shirts, like some aqua oh. green which I really like. And that's kind of about as loud as I get at this point. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm in my, I'm in my late thirties. I'm going to be in my forties. Like you kind of have to understand where you're at in life. And maybe the days of the, you know, the bright floral orange shirt with the orange belt is probably not the way I'm going to go anymore. You know, <laughs> unless you're like world number one, then you can do whatever you, wear, you want. Wear whatever but... you want. Or if you hit it, if you hit it like Tony Finau. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, we've talked a lot about that. So uh, we had the Lexi thing happen. You were a caddy. Um, we got to kind of uh, dissect and, and introduce some stuff to the PJ Tour. Anything else you've got? Uh, where, what should we read from you this week? What should we follow from you this week? Like, what do you got popping up? Perfect. I'm writing today the Rogers Report, nice. kind of just a column on what I saw on social. And then I'm heading to um, the Tahoe, like, celebrity event. Awesome. In it's the 5th through the 8th that'll be there. So I'm very excited for that. We'll have some fun, like, video stuff with players so, or celebrity players. So. Yeah. Can you get in something I think would be cool for that that you could do okay. be like a social video is just ask everybody there if you're doing kind of a car wash type of interview is like who introduced you to the game and what was the introduction like you know was it here's your golf clubs was it you want to go to the golf course was it a coach saying hey you got to get into the sport like these athletes get introduced in so many ways and I actually think they love those conversations about it I'm just interested in some of the kind of the entryways into the sport because they're obsessed. I mean, everybody's obsessed now. Yeah. I mean, I, I I played golf with Kyle Long um, about a month ago. This dude is obsessed with golf. Every day posting really? on Instagram. You know, messaging yeah. me. Yeah, he messaged me on Friday. Are you watching uh, the women's PGA, the Travelers, or both? Like, how are you dissecting? He's asking golf questions. I mean, you know, I, I talk about this with Kevin Clark from The Ringer all the time. Like, this guy's obsessed with golf. So everybody falls into it in certain ways. And I'd be interested in some of the athletes, like, you know, like path into it, you know? And I mean, I'm sure you could yeah. probably put, cut that together for something relatively interesting, but that'll be fun. Um, I've got, I've got that icon series over the weekend. So that'll be kind of fun. Wait, you're going to be there. I'm hosting it. Yeah. I'm hosting it. Oh, yeah. oh I should have, I'm going to be no, there. Yeah, Liberty national. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to get some food or something at some point. Uh, yeah. That's a very, very exciting. Yeah. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be hosting. I'm going to be out there on Wednesday. Uh, I mentioned it off the top, but yeah, the icon series will be on keep peacock on Friday. So make sure you tune into that. Claire, a lovely episode. I really appreciate it. Um, make sure you're following Claire on social media. Make sure you check out all of the stuff that she's uh, putting out. And, uh, and yeah, maybe we'll bring back we'll, – you know what? We'll bring back Would You Rather. If you have a Would You Rather, by the way, of golf, send it to us on Twitter, yes. and we'll, uh, we'll answer for that as well. Awesome. Thanks, Claire. Thanks. A big thanks to Claire. She's the best for jumping on again and recapping a crazy week. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Just a reminder, Icon Series Friday on Peacock. And, yeah, we have that 4th of July – Ground Under Repair plus Western Birch gear that you can find right now. Check out my Twitter account at Shane Bacon for a link to that. Have a great week. Chat with you soon. Get a Grip with Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.